Welcome to the Sunday morning podcast from Kingdom Faith Church in Horsham. This message is by Clive Urquhart. So Pastor Colin is just going to come and speak um, for a few minutes. So uh, let's welcome him, shall we, as he comes to... Uh... Praise God. Well, first of all, thank you for the gifts and for the cake. And I also want to thank all those of you who have been praying for me these last couple of weeks. The surgery went very well. That was just over two weeks ago. So uh, I'm here. (laughs) Hallelujah. But no hugs. And just don't pat me on the back, and I shall be fine. Jeremiah wrote this. This is what the Lord says. Stand at the crossroads and look. Ask for the ancient paths. Ask where the good way is and walk in it, and you will find rest for your souls. Obviously, on an occasion like this, we inevitably look back over all the years that God has blessed us. I've known the Lord for about 70 years now. I've belonged to him all that period of time, and I'm just so full of thankfulness for all his mercy and grace that he's shown in so many ways during that time. And of course, Caroline and I have been as one in what God has been doing throughout the revival and the extensive ministry that we've had ever since those days in the early 70s. I could speak for a long time about all the wonderful things that I've seen God do. But The only thing that is in my heart this morning, I've been actually dreading today, if I'm honest, because I I just don't want anybody to put the focus on me, and Caroline feels exactly the same way about herself, because we know that whatever God has done, all the glory belongs to him. That apart from him, we can do nothing. But it's so good to have people from the past in our ministry, able to join with us today, Doreen and Harry, of course, from Australia, but Michael and June, who were with us for so many years uh, throughout um, the history of Kingdom Faith, and many others who, uh, over the years, have been part of this ministry. And that's what's one of the wonderful things, that over this extensive period of time, there's been sort of several generations of people that have come and been raised up and blessed by God and released in ministry and then many of them have gone off to do other things in other places and spread the good news. And we praise God for that. But all I really want to impress upon you is that all the glory does really belong to the Lord. 
I was reflecting with Harry just a couple of days ago on this great move of the spirit that uh, we were both part of. Me here in this country, he in Australia. And of course, it was a move of the spirit that was happening around the world. And I've actually ministered between 40 and 50 countries uh, over this period of time and seen the spirit of God move in such wonderful and powerful ways. And we were reflecting on what the difference is now in the churches uh, than was the case then. And I said to Harry, I think the big difference is, is this, that back then we knew that we knew nothing. And because we knew we knew nothing, our sole dependency was upon the Lord. That in the churches today, people think they know something and they tend to depend upon what they know instead of depending on the Lord. And there's a big difference between that. When you know you know nothing, then all you can do is depend upon God and depend upon his spirit. And the more we depend upon him, the more we see him do. This is an interesting scripture that God laid on my heart to, to use this morning. Standing at the crossroads. We're, we're often at a crossroads. I believe the whole nation and the church in the nation is at a crossroads now. And I uh, didn't finish the verse. I'm going to read it again, but this time I'm going to finish the verse. This is what the Lord says. Stand at the crossroads and look. Ask for the ancient paths. Ask where the good way is and walk in it, and you will find rest for your souls. But you said... We will not walk in it. And then the next verse. I appointed watchmen over you and said, listen to the sound of the trumpet. That's the voice of God. Listen to the sound of the trumpet. But you said, we will not listen. And that's why the, the church is at a crossroads. I mean, the church generally, not just this church, not kingdom faith. But the church generally is at a crossroads now where so many of the churches want to embrace new ideas, new things, and go their new way and, and sort of suck up to the world, thinking that that's the way they're going to impact the world, which, of course, is complete lunacy, really. Because if you're like the world, how can you impact the world? We've got to be like the kingdom, then we can impact the world. Amen? And there's so many, you see, that instead of asking for the ancient ways, they're trying to create new ways of their own. But what I've seen over the years, where, wherever there is a move of the Holy Spirit of God, some of the great revival churches in South America where I've been, where there's, you know, congregations of 170,000, 150,000, 70,000, massive moves of the Spirit. It's always because people have discovered the ancient ways. They've stood at a crossroads and they've seen either we go the ancient ways or we go the new ways that people want to invent for the churches. And always the Holy Spirit takes us into the only way that there is because Jesus is the way. He is the truth and he is the life. 
And because Jesus never changes, he is the same yesterday, today, and forever, his way never changes. So the ancient way is the way of God. It is the way of Jesus. It is the only way, the way that will never change. And what God does in our lives is he, he works within us by his spirit to get us to conform to his ways because in his ways is the blessing. And it's only when we walk in his ways that we can have that impact on the world that God wants us to have. This last two or three weeks has been most strange for me. Not simply because I had to have uh, some surgery and the recovery period afterwards, but this is the first time in the whole history of Kingdom Faith where we have had a series of meetings and have really been encountering God and, and meeting with Him where I haven't been personally involved. And I believe that was very much the purpose of God, that He wanted people to see that it's, it's got nothing to do with me, everything has got to do with Him. And it's been wonderful to hear the things that have been happening in the various encounter evenings and the prayer meetings and the prayer nights that have been taking place during these last three weeks. And I've been rejoicing. I, I can tell you God's been doing a number on me. You don't go through. Uh, it, it's, it's, you know, you always have to listen to what the Lord says. Because before the surgery, I, I was praying and saying, Lord, I'm just believing that this is going to and he said, yeah, the surgery is going to be fine. You're going to sail through that. It's going to be great. And you're going to go through a cross experience. So um, I thought, okay, well, the cross experience is obviously the operation. But I discovered afterwards that it wasn't. That the uh, operation was fine, everything. But then I reacted to something that they gave me for the aftercare. And I was not a happy bunny for two or three days. I mean, you know, it was one of those days when you think, is it worth continuing in this world? What about the next world? Um, that's the way you feel. But God brought me through that as he brings us all through cross experiences. But it was in that time that God did a new number in my heart and in my life. And this is, teaches us never to resent the difficult times that God allows us to go through, the difficult things that confront us, because so often it's in those difficult times that the most important, the most strategic things happen. God brings us again and again to the end of ourselves. And when he brings us to the end of ourselves, then he can move in and take over in a new way. So... I'm looking forward with you, and, and I know Pastor Clive is going to uh, come and tell some of the things that have been happening during these last three weeks. And I think that's much more important than just saying hi to Caroline and myself. But we are looking to the future with confidence, with expectation, because... I believe that what God has been doing during these last three weeks, and for much longer than that, because this is just a climax to a whole process God has been taking us through for, for the last year or two, I believe that what he's been doing is bringing us back to the ancient ways. And he's saying, right, the ancient ways are the ways of blessing. They're the ways of revival. They're the ways of truth. There's the way of Jesus. 
They're the way of the Spirit. And you are now going to see all that I have promised. The multiplication, the harvest, the abundance. I believe that with all my heart. Hallelujah. And it's wonderful that I can stand up here now without any pain. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. So let's all stand, shall we? I probably haven't said enough to thank you, but Caroline and I really are very, very grateful for all your love. God, God said to me during the week, he said, Colin, you must allow the people to honor you because in honoring you, they honor me. Whatever they do to you, they do to me. So if you allow them to honor you, they will honor me. So let's just honor the Lord, not for what he's done in my life and in Caroline's life, but let us honor the Lord for what he's doing amongst us, what he's been doing these last few weeks, what he's doing in this present time. Let us honor the Lord for what he's going to be doing. And of course, it's not just here in Horsham, but also in Scarborough, in London, in Taunton, and in all the congregations in the local church here. We thank you, Lord, that your spirit is moving in sovereign power. We thank you, Lord, for all the promises that you've given of what lies ahead of us. And we're looking with great expectation. We stand at the crossroads and we look and we actually see these ancient paths being formed in our lives and being formed amongst us where the way is good and Lord, you're teaching us to walk in those ways and we're finding that rest, that rest of faith in our souls where we trust in you and we rest in you. But Lord, we are not going to be like those who in the time that Jeremiah wrote, but we will not walk in it. No, we deny that. We will walk in those ways. By your mercy, by your grace, we will walk in those ways that you set before us. And we thank you, Lord, that you have appointed watchmen over us. Thank you. These watchmen have been praying and speaking and prophesying over us, especially in these last months. And Lord, we listen to the sound of the trumpet. We listen to your heavenly voice. We will not be as those who say, we will not listen. We'll go our own way and we'll do our own thing. We will not be as those. We will be as those who say, Lord, we will listen. Lord, by your grace, by your mercy, we will obey. We will walk in your ways. We will seek to be true to you. And as you have been faithful to us all through these years, so Lord, let your faithfulness be reproduced in us, that we will be a faithful people, honoring you, glorifying you, praising your holy name. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on, let's give the Lord a shout of praise. Great. Do you want to take a seat for a minute? I'm not going to. Uh, I'm not going to say all the things that I was looking to do. A lot of them will sort of go into next week. Um, but just to say a couple of things.
Um, one, of the, one of the analogies that God has given us is, uh, is an arrow. And um, from an apostolic point of view, uh, Pastor Colin you know, represents the tip, the point of that arrow. And then there's obviously a head as part of the tip. And then there's the shaft and then all the, the feathers or, or the whatever you call them on the end of an arrow. And at the beginning of the, the three weeks, which launch us into the year, uh, God always increases what he's doing whenever we pray and fast. I mean, generally as a church, we're, we're fairly kind of, um, let's just keep going, keep moving, keep reaching out, keep you know pressing into to more of God and everything else. But January time is always a time of, of acceleration that, that God wants us then to live in the good of and continue in to see all the fruit of what happens in those kind of three weeks. And... Uh, one of the things that, that uh, Pastor Colin might not say himself, but we know in conversations, you know, he, he, that he, as a, from an apostolic point of view, helps to initiate things. And the first day, the first encounter day, the Tuesday, the prayer and fasting, he was involved in that and something was activated and released that, that day in terms of the fire of, of God in a fresh way. And one of the things that day was, was about stirring up the gift that is within you. Stir up the fire that is within you. Because when God baptises with his Holy Spirit, he baptises with the Holy Spirit and with fire. And we know that God is the all-consuming fire. He's the refining fire in our lives. And it's what that produces in us and then through us. And on that day, something was ignited then obviously he went into the hospital the next day for his operation. But then a whole bunch of people were then carrying what God had initiated. And, and the release of that over the last few weeks has just been increasing. Whatever setting it's been in, the encounter nights, the all-night prayers we've had on Friday nights, um, lunchtime things, early morning meet, whatever's been going on. And as we go forward, what God is doing, he's igniting the whole body. I'll say that again. What he's doing is in, he's igniting the whole body. And on, on some of the encounter nights, I, I would, one of the nights that we had, I, I would say is probably one of the most powerful meetings we've ever had in Kingdom of Faith, one of them. And um, I mean, they, I, I don't know how you describe some of what went on that night, but it, it was, but it's, but it's, but the focus of the last three weeks has not been self-centered spiritual feasting. The amount of dreams, visions, prophetic words, stuff that's come out the last few weeks from all kinds of people across the church. And the focus of it has all been on people that don't know Jesus. Whether it's locally, whether it's in areas of need, uh, different areas where people need freedom, whether it is on a bigger scale in terms of the nation, all of that. And the sense of God's heart and love, one for the church. I think we prayed more for the church, the church locally and around all our re towns where we've got congregations in the region. I don't know how much prayer there's been for the church uh, over the last few weeks. Uh, 
for, for the church, all of us as the body of Christ in this area, to be living in the fire of the Holy Spirit, all of us, ourselves as a church, churches in Horsham, Burgess Hill, and Crawley, wherever in the 25 and beyond, around the nation. But then coupled with that, the amount of prayer that there's been for, for the lost, for people that don't know Jesus, and it's the sound in the room, the passion. It's not just being, well, God, would you do it? I mean, the, the kind of prayer there's been through the night and in all kinds of settings. Now, we know some of that is in response to what God's been saying. He's called us to be a house of prayer and worship for all nations. The Holy Spirit is doing something. I, I, I don't know how many people there is across the church where God has been speaking about a prayer watch. I want you to do this one hour in the night or these two hours in the night or in the day, whatever it is, the prayer watches. And God has been speaking to us about that prayer watch becoming 24-7. But it has to be the Holy Spirit that initiates and develops that. So we're not trying to crack the whip. Everybody get a prayer slot, you know, because God's talking about prayer watches. And as the Holy Spirit is speaking to people, different ones of us across the church, we're then saying, this is the hour that God has given me to be a watchman, to stand in the gap, to say that on my watch, these things in society are going to stop. There's going to be a reverse. There's going to be a turning of the tide. There's like an adamancy of faith that is rising up in us in prayer. And God has been speaking about a lot about night watches. Now, we know the enemy comes out to play at night. That's when a lot of stuff, we know it goes on 24-7, what he does, but there's a lot that goes out. And, and the devil hates us praying at night, hates it. And, uh, and so those prayer watches are only going to continue because of what the Holy Spirit is, is going to do. But linked with the fire of God is two other things, as well as his consuming fire and his refining fire. One is the fire of his love. The fire of his love. And some of the all-night things, even the one that was yesterday, finished yesterday morning, some of the prayer in the night and the way people are praying and the heart and the tears, the genuine tears, not just cries you know, out loud, but the tears with it, that, that just to communicate God's heart so much. And when some people were praying, the impartation, just being there, that was going on, I know in me at the time, it was, it was just a download of God's heart that then has to be shared with other people uh, in terms of what God is doing and how he's going to continue doing things. So power of his love, because his love does not look on the outside of somebody with preference and make a decision, am I going to love them? God's love knows no bounds. It knows no limits. And as he continues to release the love that he's already put in us in increasing measure as we go in his name, he's taken us into all kinds of situations and lives with love. But also with that, I've just put here fire power. When the Holy Spirit came on the day of Pentecost, there was the fire, but what did it release? It released the power. And, and so every one of us has fire power. In us, and God is releasing His power in a fresh way, just from stories and testimonies of what's going on, and the way God is transforming people's lives. So, this is this is like the release of something into the year. And God said to me before we, the prayer and fasting, every meeting, no matter what it is, what time of the day or night, wherever it is, individual prayer watches when you gather together, 
every time you pray, there's to be release, release, release. That today, now is the day of release. We're not praying for the future. We're praying for God to release what, he want, what He's doing now. And, and it's like this adamancy in us. We will not be denied what God has spoken, what God has promised. We are not taking no for an answer. That when we believe what we're praying happens now. So when we're praying in the night, some of the stuff God got us to pray to happen at that moment. People coming off drugs or off their heads or whatever at the moment. People doing this, that and the other. That when we pray, things stop. That if we didn't pray, they'd carry on. And, and, and stopping things that are happening that shouldn't happen in prayer. But also when we pray, we're releasing things to happen that wouldn't happen unless we pray. That's the power of prayer. And coupled with that, there must be action on the other end of that. And God is leading into that, all the next steps that come from it. And just to finish this morning, one of the analogies that God gave us pictures right in the first week and it's just come out increasingly as we've gone on was this um, picture of a massive galleon sailing ship and uh, every one of us is a sailing ship part of an armada and it's interesting how God used the word armada and not a fleet of ships because a fleet of ships can be any kind of grouping of boats or ships. Whereas an armada is a collection of warships. People that are going into war to plunder the enemy and to bring back everything that the enemy thinks belongs to him. And it's going in and bringing back everything out of the enemy's hands and bringing them back into, into God's hands, if you know what I mean. We know God's, we understand the analogy. And within that analogy was the mast, the rigging and the sails. And I'm describing something simply now that in the moment when people are encountering God and God speaks prophetically in the middle of what he's doing and what happens in a meeting, I can only communicate just the essence of what he said in the context of some of what's been happening. But these, the mast represents his word in our lives. And that the master of who he is, is rooted in the hull of our lives. And one of the things he's been doing is making sure that the mast doesn't have any cracks in it. Anything like so as the sails are tight and the out and the, the rigging is tight and, and the wind blows, that the mast isn't going to crack break because of whatever's going on in us. So that mast being held secure, the word that he is secure, the rigging represents the choices we make in our lives, which determine how tight the, 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 the sails are. If the rigging isn't tight and it's flapping around, the, the sails are going to flap around, get ripped and torn when the wind blows in a storm or whatever context. And God has been saying about the, 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 the rigging of our lives being tight and then the, our lives itself then just wide open to catch everything that he's saying and doing. And the other in relation to that is he's been saying all hands on deck. So God, there's been a clearing of the decks in terms of what he's doing, this refining fire. And, and I, don't, I don't think we've had a meeting where you felt like I should repent, I'm supposed to repent, I better grovel on the floor. There's been some moments where people have been pinned to the floor. One or two meetings like that where you can't get up and the weightiness of God was so weighty that you couldn't get up. And, and it's like God is, God is impressing himself, not just on you, but through you. There's been other times of release and joy and this. There's been an encounter. There's been all kinds of different things that God's been, been doing. But 
the master rigging and the sails of our lives are so important. God's been making sure we're being rooted firmly in Him. The way we're living is, is the rigging's tight so that the sails can be what they need to be as we, we move in. Now, the other thing is, um, if you've been to HMS Victory up in, uh, up in London, that was a warship that was Nelson's. And uh, it's interesting how it's called Victory because God leads us from victory to victory. And when he leads us out into everything he's leading us into, then there's victory all the way. And uh, so this all hands on deck thing, is every, everybody's important. Every life matters. There are no passengers. We're all, it's all hands on deck. And so God's been clearing the decks in our lives, but also placing everybody as part of the crew for the effectiveness of what he is doing and the increasing effectiveness of what he's going to do. And so there's nobody that's insignificant, nobody that's not important. Everybody has a part to play in what he's doing. He's called all of us to be watchmen and he's called all of us to be workmen. So we are watchmen and we pray, but we're workmen as we go in terms of what God is doing. So I'm excited about what God is doing and what we're going to continue to move into as, as a church. Prayer watches continuing. And I know the Holy Spirit's been talking to many of you to carry on the prayer watch because the prayer and fasting isn't just three weeks of prayer and fasting. God set something new in place that we continue in and the 24-7 thing's only going to increase. So if, if uh, just be open to whatever the Holy Spirit says to you in regards to your prayer watches. The, the Through the night prayers, we're going to have once a month on a Friday night be the third Friday in the month. The next one's Feb 21st. We're going to have through the night. And as God is moving and increasing, that will probably become even more regular, maybe every Friday night. But initially, there's going to be those Friday night, all night prayers. And every congregation is going to move into those in their congregations as well. Um, and then each month, instead of impact prayer, we're going to have an encounter night. Uh, they're pretty similar anyway, but uh, we're just going to rebrand that a little bit in terms of encounter nights. So God is on the move. God is at work. We're in a new day, a new time, a new season. God has got our nation on his heart. He's got every nation on, on his heart, but he's got our nation on his heart. And we're at the beginning of something totally new in our nation. I mean, anybody believe that? I know Pastor we're at a crossroads. And this is where the prayers of the saints are the tipping point for the nation. So that's why it's so important, this night and day prayer, 24-7 prayer, worship, and everything else that goes with it. It's about, there's a tipping point in our nation. It's got to tip God's way and not the other way. So that's why this moment, this hour in our nation is so, so important. So uh, let's continue just to give ourselves to God, give ourselves to His purposes, give ourselves to one another in the way that we love one another, laying our lives down for each other. But let's give ourselves for those that don't yet know Jesus. Because on every ship, there's space for people. There's space for people on every ship. And they're going to need discipling, they're going to need care, they're going to need help in whatever context. Let's stand, shall we? Psalm 65, If you can go home and read this whole chapter yourself um, because it sums up so much stuff uh, that God's been doing and saying and, and where we're going. But I just want to read a couple of verses, the, the continuum of what God is doing. It talks about um, the way he answers, the way he moves, the way he deals with stuff. It's all in Psalm 65. And then in the context of what he's doing, he says, uh, he crowns the year with his bounty. And he says, your carts will overflow with abundance. 
That's not just abundant money. It's abundance in what God is doing. And then it says, and the grasslands of the desert overflow. So where, 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 where people don't know God, it's like living in a desert. The world where it doesn't know God is living in like a desert. There's no, there's, there's no life of God there. But yet this verse says, the grasslands of the desert overflow. The hills are clothed with gladness. The meadows are covered with flocks and the valleys are mantled with grain and they shout for joy and sing. And, and that's what we're declaring over those that we're praying for, those we're reaching out to. If you don't know Jesus today, that's our heart and our prayer for you, that you would come into a living, real relationship with Jesus. And these verses here are talking about what God is doing. It's going to increase and what we're going to see in these coming days as we continue to move forward in Him. So let's just close our eyes for a moment. And firstly, maybe just say thank you for what He's been doing in your life the last few weeks. But just thank Him. This is just the beginning. This is just the launch pad for 2020. Father, we thank You. This is only just the start. You're moving, you're working and you're releasing us into this year for the abundant harvest that you've been speaking out. Thursday night, last night of Encounter, it, we had an uh, uh, amazing release night and it was all to do from about addition to multiplication, blessing to abundance, gleaning to harvest. And there was, it was just a release in the night. And it was like, it's like God said to me at the beginning of the day, today's release day, this is it. Today's the day I'm going to move you from, from addition to multiplication, blessing to harvest and uh, gleaning, uh, so a blessing to abundance, gleaning to heart. Today's the day, that's it. And so from this time onwards, you're just going to see an increase, 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 increase. We're not looking for it, waiting for it, because the Holy Spirit leads each of us into this situation, that situation, these people, the other people, whatever, individually or together in your small groups or however we're reaching people. So Increase, release, increase, release. So Father, I thank you for the anointing of your Holy Spirit that rests upon us, the fire of your Spirit that you're saying, stir up that gift within you. Don't, don't say to me, send the fire. You already have it. Just stir it up within you. And so we're not praying, God, send the fire, send the fire, send the fire. No, we've got, stir up that gift that is within you, the fire that is within you, that all-consuming, refining fire. And so, Father, I thank you for the release of what you're doing. I thank you that you're working in every congregation related to kingdom faith, whether locally or around the nation. Father, we thank you for that release of your Spirit in a fresh way, for everything you're doing in 2020. Father, I thank you that you speak and declare things prophetically so that we line our lives up with you and not get you to line up with us. So I thank you continue to speak and lead and move us by your Spirit into everything that you have purposed for this year. And we thank you that you're going to crown it with your abundance in every way. We thank you, Lord. Come on, let's shout thanks to the Lord for all that He's doing and everything He's going to do in the days ahead. And everybody said, Amen, Amen. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources from Kingdom Faith and our other audio and video podcasts, please visit www.kingdomfaith.com. 